Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Asher Agency, a full-service marketing agency with offices in Indiana, West Virginia, and Washington, D.C. For nearly 50 years, Asher has helped our clients tell their stories, reach customers and prospects, and stand out from the crowd. To learn more about how we can help your company, visit asheragency.com or contact us at hello at asheragency.com. My guest is Matt Metzger. Matt, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I understand it's a really busy time for you at Grace College, so thanks for carving out some time in your schedule to talk with us on the Asher podcast. So, Matt, I want to start at the beginning, whatever that is for you. One of the things we asked our, ask our guests is to tell us about their career path. And the way that I always phrase that is at some point you were probably thinking about careers you chose a path. Many people then divert from that path. What did that look like for you? When did you start thinking about your career? Where did that lead you, and where did you go from there? Right. Well, yeah, I think it's an interesting story, and we talked about it a little bit before this started. Yeah. Uh, but the thing for me was I initially thought I was going to be a middle school teacher. Yep. That's what I went to school for. I went to— it was, that, was that in the family at all, or was that just an independent idea that you had? No. I like people. Yep. I like teaching. I thought, this makes sense. Uh-huh. And— Middle school seems like a reasonable place to teach. Sure. And then as I went farther, I, I went through the all my classes and got to the student teaching part of it. And I started teaching the middle schoolers, and they were like night crawlers, just sit there and watch them <laughs> squirming around, and, and they couldn't pay attention. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I've got to do something a little bit different. Yeah. So I pivoted yep. and uh, said, I've, I've got to teach a higher grade level. Yep. So I started going through the whole process of becoming a biology teacher okay. at Purdue-Fort Wayne. Yep. And as you you know, might guess, things took a turn. My, my <laughs> wife said, Matt, you're, you're not going to believe this, but uh, we're pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. So you let know. me guess. This is about 24 years ago. Okay, <laughs> yes, all right. Yeah, great. If my math is right. Yeah, yeah something okay. like that. I yeah. don't, don't know. It may be more than that. <laughs> yeah. So we... We stopped for a second. I said, okay, let's just pause for a second. When our son gets, you know, old enough to, you know, maybe go to daycare or something mm-hmm. like that, we'll go back to school and finish there. Both, we are both, my wife and I are both working on finishing our degrees. Okay. And uh, so I get geared back up, ready to go. And uh, just shortly before I started classes again, she said, Matt, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm pregnant. At this point, you do believe it because you've heard it before. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I said, okay, okay, great. Yeah. So we took our education and just said, okay, we're we're going to focus on our kids. Yep. There's nobody that's going to raise our kids better than mom yep. and dad. And we decided that she would stay home with our, our kids. Yep, okay. And that's where I went into the family trucking business and, and started working there. So how long has that business been? When was that business established and what was your role with the family business? Mm-hmm. My my grandpa started it, okay. and I don't know the exact date, but I think it was in the forties. Okay, he started it with one truck. Yep, and he was just hauling whatever needed to be hauled. Okay, and then my dad subsequently took over the business. Okay, and he he grew it to really a nice business, and then uh, my brothers and I it's a it's a large family business. Yep, um, came along, and I worked there for you know quite a quite a few years. Sure. Sure. And then you started a business of your own, is that correct? Mm-hmm. All That's, right, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, my during the trucking business era, uh, my brother and I really, t- we really like outdoors. Uh, so we started a, what was called Mesker Outdoors. Okay. And that's where we would start our own. We would help to promote races, you yeah. know, adventure races, which we, we talked about a little bit, uh, Tough Mudder kind of races. Yeah. 
running races, we would gen- we would help. Basically, what we did is help nonprofits raise money. Okay. And so we had set up the race, and we did everything for free. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. great. So the profit was zilch. <laughs> it was something we just had a passion. Okay. Well, that's great. So when did you get into teaching college classes? I'm, I'm going to take us to the path you're on now. But at some point, you started as an adjunct instructor. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. And tell us a little bit about how you got started there. What were you mm-hmm. teaching, and where were you doing that work? Okay. So I have to back up just a little bit for it yep. to make sense. Yep. Uh, so as I was working in the, the family business, I wanted to finish my degree because, mm-hmm. as you know, I had enough credits to graduate probably twice yeah. with, <laughs> with a, yeah. in education. But uh, one of the professors from uh, the Grace College came to me and said, hey, Matt, um, you know, I know that you're, you've got a lot of credits and we have a program where we can start you off and, and get you to finish your degree. Okay. That was a— adult education for business yep. administration. Okay. And so I said, well, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity because I don't like, I mean, just that close. I'm like, I have to finish. Yeah. I can't yeah. not finish. Yeah. And during this process, uh, he learned that I wanted to be a high school teacher. And he said, Matt, I, I really like you as a person. I think you'd make a good teacher. Uh, would you be interested in doing extra t- uh, teaching at Grace College? And yep. I said, absolutely. Yep. He said, well, there's one caveat. Um, you have to have your master's in order to do that. <laughs> I think it's just his way of getting me to get my master's yeah, degree. Yeah. Anyhow, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. He 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 was very serious and, and such a legitimately nice guy. Uh, so I said, I would love to teach. Yeah. So I went ahead and got my master's. Once I got my bachelor's, finished my bachelor's, I went ahead and got my master's just immediately after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I started teaching the day after I got my master's, basically. And am I correct that you were teaching biology classes? Did I read that right, or I didn't no, have that completely No, no, no. That's what I was going to be okay. teaching yeah. in in high school. Okay. I know it's it's a little curvy, the road is. So were you teaching management classes, marketing classes? Yeah, marketing classes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And one class at a time, or are you doing more than that? Uh, when I was doing adjunct? Yeah. Yeah, just one at a time. Yeah, I, I had the same experience of dipping my toe in the water as an adjunct, really, really enjoyed it um, and found that with a full-time job, one class at a time was enough. It really is. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. So that obviously acquainted you with the folks at Grace a little more closely and them with you. When did you decide and how did you decide that you were going to work for the the college full-time? Okay. Well, that was an interesting thing. That's why I think my story is kind of interesting because I came to a point in the trucking industry where— I started just going through the motions. Sure. I, I would show up to work. I did a very good job. I was comfortable yeah. making a great income, but I was just fulfilling, feeling unfulfilled. How long How long had you been there at that point? 20-some years. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a fairly common story. Mm-hmm. I had lunch with a friend. I won't mention his name, but been you know doing the job he's been doing for almost 10 years, mm-hmm. and he said it just kind of feels repetitive mm-hmm. where you get to a point where— the calendar kind of looks the same year to year. You know what you're going to be doing. There's some comfort in that, but it can you can get a little bored yeah. too. Yeah. Well, you're a marketer, and I think that there's something in our DNA yeah. that doesn't like the, to repeat things. Yeah. So, and sure. just I was I have the personality where if I'm not moving forwards, if I'm not making progress, mm-hmm. I'm not dreaming. I don't have something to look forward to. Yeah. I really start to die inside. Yeah. And I didn't think it was fair to stay at a, a business, a company business. So. I jumped off the cliff and said, please, dear God, let there be water down below. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a minute before I found new employment, you know, so it was wow. truth. Well, well, you can pass on this question, but, but how was it received by your family when you said, I'm going to go work somewhere else? <laughs> oh, I, it was a hard. It yeah. was really, yeah, really I hard. It was hard for me. Yeah. 
and it was hard for the family because I felt like uh, they probably felt like I was uh, betraying them to yeah. some extent. Oh, sure, sure. Well, and, and I think a lot of that is, you know, sort of the fear of, of letting people down and, mm-hmm. and presenting them with a problem because mm-hmm. now they have to hire someone new. But but at the end of the day, if you're not doing what's important to you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be doing your best anyway. So yeah. probably the right move to, to make that switch. Mm-hmm. So um, the the work you do at Grace College, you're also, you're still teaching adjunct, correct? Periodically, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't mind, your title at, at Grace College, tell us what mm-hmm. that is and what does that work look like and then what are you doing as an adjunct? Uh, okay. For the, yeah, for right the now college. I'm the director of marketing. Yep. And I teach a variety of classes. Yeah. I was teaching digital marketing uh, until they have a full-time digital marketing professor. Okay. Ironically, that position got filled by my sister. Oh, wow. Who is okay. the digital marketing professor huh. there now. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I just filled in for, there was a gap where there was not a professor. So the business, the school of business came and said, hey, can you fill in for this period of time until we get a new hire? I'm like, absolutely. And my sister applied for the job and got it. I'm like, that's amazing. She's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you've got the family business and now Grace yes. College. Yeah, I, I have eight brothers and sisters. So <laughs> oh, wow. It's inevitable <laughs> something like that's going to happen. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. share the wealth there. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. I think most people who listen to this will be familiar with Grace College, but tell us from your perspective, what is the the key points of differentiation for Grace? How is it alike some of the other uh, higher ed institutions people may be familiar with, and how is it different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I think that we should be able to answer pretty quickly. Yeah. As I should be able to answer that, otherwise yeah. I'm not doing my job. Sure. Um, there are similar things that with our competitors. I don't even want to mention their names. <laughs> you might you probably guess who they are, but they have nice dorms. Yeah. Good professors. Sure. And things like that. You know, maybe a nice campus. Mm-hmm. What differenti- differentiates Grace? Uh, several things. Well, one, the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it's a resort community, yeah. which is really nice for students because, sure, they're studying hard and learning from their great professors. But then, in their downtime, they want to do something, and, and we say, go down to the, the to the village. It's called the yeah. village of Winona. Yeah. And so we go there. That's one of the differentiators. Another thing is, uh, we have a lot of cool internship opportunities in the Warsaw Winona Lake area that a lot of schools don't have. You know, yeah. we have the Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. like Johnson & Johnson, yeah. Zimmer Biomet, uh, just to name a couple. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot, which is really nice because we're a relatively small community, mm-hmm. but we have this wonderful opportunity for students to learn at Grace yeah. and then go out and into the community and, and be involved with the businesses. Yeah, and it's not just the engineering side or the biotech side. There's marketing jobs there. Mm-hmm. There's HR jobs there. So whatever career path they want to go into, those companies offer them the opportunity to get a feel for what that might mm-hmm. be like. And it's you know all within 10 or 15 minutes away. Oh, yes, within yeah. 10 minutes for sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the team you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You and I were getting to know each other before I hit record, but I have no preconception of whether it's mm-hmm. just you or you and a cast of thousands. So what, is, yes. what does your team look like in the marketing department? Department. I think they're all nervous about what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love them. And we yeah. have such a tight, cohesive team. We sit, In fact, we sat this morning. What we do is we uh, we delayed it for a day. Normally, we have our Monday morning meetings where we talk about what we did in the weekend. Yep. <clears throat> and then we talk about what we've got going on for the rest of the week. Yeah. This week, we delayed it because a couple of people were out Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we have a full variety. We have a, everything from a writer, graphic designer, social media. Yep. I mean, just a whole agency setup yep. yep. at our at our team. We have eight of us, yeah, or nine of us if you include myself. Okay, all right. And 
in terms of where you're focusing your time right now, you and I talked about mm -hmm. this a little bit before we hit record. What are some of the projects that are taking up most of your bandwidth, most, most of your headspace, things maybe you're excited about, maybe they're keeping you up at night, mm -hmm. maybe it's a combination of those things? It is. And you, as that's one of the things that happens in marketing. You better be able to like, you know, fast-paced yeah. environments. For sure. And we have two things that are especially exciting to me right now. Um, one, we're doing a brand refresh for the entire school mm -hmm. because you know, it's been five, six years since we've done that. And it's yeah. just, I believe it's something smart to just keep it, you know, mm -hmm. let people know that you're a growing, thriving yep. Um, company. Yep. And that one of the ways you can tangibly prove this is they, you can say, look, look, that their, their look is different, yep. you know, but they may not go, you know, our messaging is still the same. Sure. You know, we're not changing who we are. Yeah. Uh, but we're just freshening up the logos yep. and the fonts and the colors and, the the way we talk about ourselves a little bit yeah yeah which is a which is an enormous undertaking so that's probably yeah. a big part of that, your to do list that is one of the the main things we're doing yeah uh, the other thing that we're doing is really cool and I'm super excited about it because I don't know that there are any other schools that are doing it um, in our department we have 16 student workers oh wow on top of our okay. you know team yeah and so what we're doing is we are going out to the community and saying hey do you need these smaller agency kind of work Jobs done. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, it's, they may need help with their social media. Yeah. They may need help with writing. They need help with graphic design or something like that. So we assign our students to them. Oh, that's amazing. They yeah. do the work uh, with oversight by the professionals who yeah. are the, our team. Yeah. We charge them for it. Yeah. And they get it done, you know, for a pr less than what they pay, you know, a bigger agency to yeah. do. But it's just smaller kind of work where it's, it's something where they get to meet the the businesses, they yeah. not only learn in the classroom, but yeah. they get to meet uh, those business people, interact with them, yeah. get to feel the pressure of a deadline that's yeah. coming up. Yeah, um, It's really good. It's good for the school because we have additional income that's coming in. Yep. And then it's also... Uh, it's excellent for just the, the students, the company, and Grace College, all yeah. three. Well, well, that's that's a great model. I love that experiential learning model. Um, you know, my the, the story I always tell. You know, I was I was the world's worst student mm -hmm. until I was about twenty one, and I was only average after that. But what was missing for me was the real world application. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was when I was very young. I, I thought I had no interest in geometry, just to use an example, but I had a ton of interest in learning why it was easier to steal second base versus third mm. base, which is mm -hmm. basically geometry. Yeah. So if you gave me real-world problems, I was the most interested yeah. student. And I think today, you know, when you look at what employers are looking for in terms of soft skills, what, what we used to mm -hmm. call soft skills, as well as experience, yeah. you universities and colleges have to invest in that type of learning alongside classrooms. So I, I really applaud that. I think yeah, that's, so that's it wonderful. is so, because a lot of the things, like when you go to, for the, the fresh out of college, one of the things that's required is two years experience. Yeah. The kid goes, what the heck? Yeah. I, I just got out of college. Yeah. How am I going to have that experience? Yeah, how can so I get a, how can I get a job that, if every job requires two years of experience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Grace, we give them the opportunity to get that real, they can show their portfolio yeah. of stuff. They can say, look, I've done, I've not only learned about it from my professors, I've done it with a, a marketing agency. Yeah, that's amazing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. So, so how are you grappling with, you know, there's, there's challenges that every institution has based on changing perceptions about cost, changing perceptions about ROI, changing perceptions, you know, based on the fact that 
it's fairly easy for someone out of high school to get a job today. Mm-hmm. Might not be a job that will last them for their entire career, but when you're 21 or, or 19, it looks pretty good, mm-hmm. that paycheck. How are you grappling with all that at Grace, and what are you doing to try to make a case for not just Grace as a good choice, but a college education as a, as a good mm-hmm. next step after high school? Yeah, that is something that we think about, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. Why? Why would you go to uh, Grace College, or why would you go to higher ed, or why? And one of the things that I, I think about, and that is important, is to have a job that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, do something, because you can go out and do, I don't want to pick on, you know, flipping hamburgers. I mean, that's yeah, a good job sure. starting off, but I don't think you want to make a career of it. Mm-hmm. Or there may be jobs that you love. Are, we set you up to find, you know, to help you find the job you love and yeah. then to prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. So the, our hope is that you can graduate with a job that's full, not only that is fulfilling, that you love, and, and hopefully pays well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you mentioned before we hit record, is that your 21-year-old daughter is a student at Grace? Yes. So how has that, if at all, changed your perception or opened your eyes to sort of the student perspective? Is there anything you've learned from her experience that's influenced the way, you know, you, you either teach as an adjunct or you strive to tell the story of, of Grace to all the constituencies? Well, if I just had to go off of her experiences, that'd be one thing. But since I work so close, you know, like I mentioned, we yeah. have 16 student workers. Yeah. We are immersed in the, with the students yeah. the, every minute I'm working pretty much. Yeah. So it's not just based off of her experience. It's that I listen uh, a bunch yeah. to those students talking. Yeah. They are such a goldmine of information. Oh, yeah. You know, when we're saying, okay, how do we reach? We, we, we use them as sounding boards all the time yeah. in our office. Like, okay, how do we... How do we reach, you know, what can we do? What can we, how can we talk in a way that's appealing to you? Yeah, well, I think that's very smart. You know, it's so fragmented today that the way you're going to reach a 17-year-old prospect is entirely different than how you're going to get a marketing message in front of someone who's 54, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, one of the things that's always been an eye-opener to me is student focus groups. There was a client, a college client we work with in northwest Indiana, and they had students just react to some photography they had in their library. And they wanted to showcase the campus. So there were a lot of photos of students lounging on the grass with their laptop. And the students mm-hmm. say, we never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, looks, that looks completely fake because yeah. that's just not how we live our lives on campus. Mm-hmm. And I think that perspective is so important that you can get sort of ivory tower about, you know, our students, they're young, they don't know anything, but they know a great deal. Mm-hmm. And they're really the experts when it comes to what the student experience is like. So I really applaud you for, for tapping into that. Yeah, 100%. That is one of the things we talk about, like the generic three kids in the backpacks, you know, just walking <laughs> away from you. Yeah. Like, okay, no, we, we, we at Grace want to be different. We want to be better than our competition, right? Yeah. So we think about ways to do that. We're very carefully think about things to well and, and one of the things that's changed since you know when when you and I were kids is you know growing up if I if I got a message from mass media whether it was a magazine TV if it was a movie it was always a scripted message someone who's paying to deliver the message and the production values were pretty good. Today, people are seeing so much that isn't that in their social media feeds mm-hmm. that we all have pretty highly attuned BS meters. Mm-hmm. So if it looks too much like marketing, people are going to go in a different direction. It's almost like we have to take a different approach and really listen to, as you're doing, those experts who really understand the mindset of their peers way better than I'm going mm-hmm. to 30 years into my career. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a great approach. Um, so I want to pivot to a few quick hit questions, and these are a little repetitive to what we've already discussed, but they're designed to get short, pithy answers. But if your answers are not are neither short nor pithy, mm-hmm. that is okay. So the first one has to do with career path. Matt, when you look back at all the things you've done, you've worked in a family business, you've pursued one path and then changed direction, you've built a sustainable career in higher education while also teaching alongside that. When you look at all the things that has taught you, what do you think is the most important lesson you've taken away? What's the key to success in building a fulfilling and successful career? Do something you love. Mm -hmm. It's something that, for me, my brain has got to be busy all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. If it's not, I'm in trouble. Yeah. So I have to have something that just is pushing me constantly. And marketing is that way. You know, so they're just, we have, we, we, we help out three or four divisions here at Grace College. So there's never a time when my brain shuts off. Yeah, yeah. Your to-do list is never complete. No. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of how do you prioritize. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me probe on that for a second because, you know, that, that's advice that I think is, is, um, something we hear a lot, do something you love. But, you know, I think what people expect is, well, I'm going to love every minute of every day at mm-hmm. work. You still have challenges, mm-hmm. though. Absolutely. So so help me understand from your perspective, how do you still love the work even when it can be stressful, even when it can be difficult, even when deadlines are screaming at you every day? How do you still get fulfillment when you have that that pressure and that workload? Mm-hmm. I'd have to think about that for a second. I'm not sure how I how I do that. <laughs> um, I would say 95% of the time, I legitimately, absolutely love the work I do. I love my team. Yeah, I love the the people, the greater the administration. There's just a, a, a such a night. There are obviously there are hiccups that yeah, come. Sure, and when they do, I just think about how grateful I am to have a job that allows me the freedom to to express my creativity. Yeah. And that I do think that that was one of the things, you know, that in the trucking business, you know, like what I started, it was I got to that point where I can't hit a wall. Yeah, and sure. And I, I could only do so much, you know, and I'm like, okay, no, I, I've got to got to keep pushing and do something to really keep my brain busy. Yeah. And so I, I really do, I look back and I say I was grateful for that time, um, but I was so appreciative of this time now yeah. Uh, in my life where I can have a job where I work with people. I love people. Yeah. I mean, just the, the more people I can surround myself with, the better. Yeah. And then solve a problem, help promote something. You know, how to get it out in front of people is just so important. Well, and, and sometimes I think, you know, something that's important for young people to understand, they may already understand it, but that you you can love your job and still have tough days. And mm-hmm. sometimes the tough days make it even more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, I, I do occasionally here at Asher's crisis communication. It's some of the hardest work that I do. It's some of the most high-pressure work that I do. But it also leads to some of the most fulfilling work that I do. But you have to go through those challenges in order to get to fulfillment. If you're not challenged, as you suggested, you're going to get a little bored and you're going to be looking for something else to do. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So the second quick hit question has to do with the work you do. And you can take this in any direction you want. But oftentimes there are myths and misconceptions about either the organizations we work for or the world of marketing or the work of higher education. So pick whatever one is is right for you. What's one myth or misconception that you'd like to clear up? Something you think that is either underappreciated about the institution you work for or the work that you do or something that is maybe overstated and untrue? Mm -hmm. This one is kind of humorous, I think. 
is there is a perception by some that Grace is an all-girls school. Really? Yes. Huh. And we're like, why? What makes you hmm. think this? Interesting. And, and it's one of those questions that I've still scratched my head, like, are we not showing enough dudes in our <laughs> marketing material, or are we not talking? It? Um, there is an imbalance right now. We have a higher, I would say, 60, 40, 55, 45-something uh-huh. uh-huh. mix of girls. To, Which uh, is true higher ed mm-hmm. writ large for the and most so, part. But yeah. I, I just don't know what that, but we're working to make sure people <laughs> realize, no. We're a private Christian college that's oh, welcome to uh, you know guys and gals. So maybe as mm-hmm. part of the rebranding, it's Grace and Gary College, so people <laughs> yes. understand that. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that perception, and I now I'm super intrigued as to why that exists. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It it could be from years back. I yeah, just but sure. I, I hope that's not perception now. It's just one that has kind of struck me when you asked me that question. I'm like it's kind of funny. And but yeah. it, it's been true in the past for sure, and I hope we're doing our marketing team is doing a better job to make sure wow. they really don't realize it's not. But Grace has has always been co-ed, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, well, you know, for those who don't work closely in higher ed, there is definitely a um, m- the majority of college students are female, and mm-hmm. it's it's not fifty one forty nine; it's sixty forty in many mm-hmm. institutions. Sometimes even more than that. Yeah. So you're not alone in that, um, but. Certainly, huh? That's interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. So yeah. that's that's why we talk. Mm-hmm. All right, great. All right. The third quick hit question has to do with the way you work. Obviously, you've got a team that helps you get stuff done, but you've got a lot on your plate. Are there any tools or tricks or tips or hacks or apps, whatever, whatever helps you get the job done that you think deserves to be promoted a little bit? What is it for you? Well, one of the things that I've got, uh, hopefully this is a quick, but I've got four. Okay. And one of the things that is annoying to my team, yeah, but I, I I must do it for me to be successful is if if they email me, they'll email me and I'll walk out and answer their question. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, guys, we we work in a fairly open concept office, and I just have I have to express myself verbally. Yeah. So to me, the communication so that I make sure I get because sometimes when I'm typing a note, I'll leave out a word or two, yep. and what I'm trying to convey doesn't come across. Sure. So I like that just quick interaction with them. When they send me an email, they know I'm going to come walking out. Um, I don't know that that's effective for everybody, but that's one of the things that works for me. It's just yeah. that direct face-to-face communication. Yeah, well, and, and sometimes email is great for planting a question, mm-hmm. but it's not great for conversation. Mm-hmm. So to understand you know, a, a challenge someone might be having, but then to talk it out, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of value. Yeah, a lot sure. of times I have wild ideas. Big yeah. ideas, yeah. which I think is good for a market director of marketing. But sometimes you need somebody to pump the brake a little bit. Yeah, and I walk out there and they're like, "What are you doing to <laughs> yeah. us? You're killing us." Uh, they say that frequently, you know. So yeah. they, I do think that in a good way, you know, for a car or anything, and you do need a break. You need to pump that periodically. Yeah. So I'm kind of a gas on person. Yeah, and they're like, "No, pump the brake for a second. Did yeah. you think about this?" Yeah, no, I didn't. So. Well, and it's it's really easy for that to get lost today, um, you know, because we do, we all have a tendency to default to that asynchronous communication. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send an email because it's quick, because it's my habit, because it's right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have the opportunity to communicate face-to-face, it is a difference maker. So if you have the ability to take advantage of it, that's smart for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, do, I'll try to be other ones real quickly here. Uh, be prepared for a lot of moving parts. If you're going into marketing, you've got to be able to just juggle mm-hmm. multiple things and, and just be able to, fo- at least for a director position, yeah. I can't just focus on one thing. I have got to be able to uh, handle multiple 
situations at one time. So, so how are you prioritizing? Do you are you pen and paper? Do you use a tool like Trello or Monday? Do you use some magic formula that helps to make sure you're focused on the right thing at the right time? How do you organize yeah. that work? Well, we have a project management software called Basecamp. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're yeah. familiar yeah, with yeah, that or not. Big fan of Basecamp. Our yeah. team uses that so well. Yeah, I have more of bigger rocks or bigger. You know, I know in my mind like, okay, yeah. these are the top four things that I must accomplish this week. Yeah. And and then I'm like, once I get those accomplished, I'm focusing on getting those accomplished. And then I, I also I'm, you know, working with the team, like yeah. uh, on, on the maybe smaller projects or how do they feed into getting those big rocks moved. Yep. Okay. That all makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I think you have two more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The other one is be nimble. Thanks. Thanks okay. for reminding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is be nimble. Yeah. Um, it, it, you, we have to be able now in marketing to be able to make quick decisions yeah. and not to just you know just take, take forever to make decisions mm-hmm. like boom 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 yeah. boom you got to get it done and and be able to change if you're messing up if you fail jump quickly you say oh we screwed up get up and go you learn from your mistakes and move yeah. on yeah for yeah. sure well this is this is a dangerous thing to say but I really believe it's true I think in 2023 marketing is an ongoing experiment mm-hmm. you're trying stuff all the time, and you're getting feedback, which is great. We didn't used to get feedback, mm-hmm. but now we get feedback, and you're a little more attuned to what is the audience responding to, let's do more of that, and let's let's fail quickly. Mm-hmm. The things that aren't going to work, let's stop doing that, but we don't want to make too many assumptions, mm-hmm. in part because of what we talked about earlier. I, I don't know you know, off the top of my head, what is going to exact, what exact message is going to work for a 17-year-old in today's environment, but I find out if right. I'm willing to take some risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And, and sometimes in a college environment, there is a resistance to experimentation yeah. because there's the, that it could fail. Yeah, Like, no, sure. you know, <laughs> and part of marketing is like yours, like you said, you have to try it. And if it fails, just move on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the final one, um, was you know push boundaries mm-hmm. it, you know just you you got to you got to be able to push and not follow i mean that's what a lot of colleges do yeah. i i mean I'm, yeah. i've been to marketing conferences and they all just huddle together and like this worked for us yeah everybody says monkey see monkey do it's surely going to work for us too yeah. um it's not the case and i i like to think that we are leaders we are not looking at other Schools yeah. to determine our marketing necessarily. I mean, we may take inspiration from them or something, but we're oh, sure. de- we're we're definitely not following. You yeah. know, we're saying no. We're going to figure out, and we want to be people that we want to be the ones people are following. Yeah. Well, and it's it's that balance between not being so arrogant that you're not willing to learn from a competitor, but not just following their playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny there there are times when. You know, I was at, I was flying through the Indianapolis airport and I was like, okay, last time I was here, there were no colleges. Now there are three because somebody saw a college hang some, mm-hmm. hang some banners at the airport and they said, oh, that must be the right answer. We need mm-hmm. to do it too. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's better to zig when they zag. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks so much. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having you. me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next time with another great guest and we hope you'll join us then.